0: Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide
1: podcast with Stephen Fenwick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet a laptop and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious.
0: Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen
1: Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 244. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news views, and reviews. Thanks for listening once again, and thanks for downloading. First-time listeners, welcome aboard. We're glad you found our podcast. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Samsung Pay partners with a major bank in Australia, and how the ANZ Bank will use your voice as additional security. And Kogan launches the most affordable 65-inch curved 4K TV in the country. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the LG G6 smartphone, the Beats X Bluetooth earphones, and the colourful WD My Passport portable hard drives. And we'll finish it off, as we always do, with the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge for, show for you, so let's go for it. Well, Samsung are preparing for a major launch with the. The Galaxy S8 and the Galaxy S8 Plus. That's going to be in a couple of weeks' time. If you've pre-ordered, you'll get it, uh, the phone on the 21st of April. If you're waiting for the retail release, then you have you have to wait till April the 28th. But before all that happens, uh, they've got another pretty major announcement to make, and that's uh, an announcement of a partnership with the Westpac. Westpac has partnered to extend mobile payments to Samsung users using Samsung Pay. Now that will include, of course, the brand new S8 and S8 Plus that will also extend back, I imagine, to the S7 as well as the Gear S3 smartwatch. So the, the, once uh, if you're a Westpac customer, you can register your cards with your Samsung devices and use them uh, as you would a tap-and-go payment uh, a credit card so they have uh, this this joins uh, Citibank the the Citibank had already partnered with uh, with Samsung Pay but now Westpac is one of one of the big four banks uh, has has joined joined up with Samsung on on the Apple Pay side the only major bank they've got on the books so far is the ANZ Bank an interesting battle going on between these two companies here apple have been uh, have been battling with the three major banks, the holdouts for Apple Pay that Samsung have uh, just got on with the job and, and done a deal with Westpac. Whether Westpac turns around and does a similar deal uh, with with Apple is yet to be seen. Uh, it, would, uh, it, it would seem that Samsung have got the upper hand here with uh, in terms of the Westpac deal. They've got one of those other major banks on their books as well. The exciting thing moving forward, though, is that with the release of the S8, there's going to be some added security to the transactions. At the moment, there's fingerprint and your and your passcode as additional security to your device and to those payments. But with the S8, they're going to also announce a new feature, a new security, and that is a security feature that's part of the S8, and that is the Iris Scanner so imagine now approving a transaction using your iris so just the phone looks at you says yep you are who you are you're the owner of this phone the owner of this account so we are going to authorize this transaction that's going to obviously only happen with the S8 and S8 Plus and any future devices that have have the iris scanner uh, in the, uh, in Samsung's portfolio. So this will, that'll complement the pin and fingerprint as the authentication methods which are needed at the time when you make a payment using Samsung Pay. So even more added convenience coming along there. If you're a Samsung user and a Westpac customer, then... That's a match made in heaven for you. You'll be able to use Samsung Pay. But one last thing before we finish off this segment about Samsung, and that is a little notice about Bixby. Now, we did, we, uh, Samsung did make a pretty big deal about Bixby being this new intelligent user interface for the S8 and S8+. Plus. It's kind of what they're kind of calling Siri on steroids, which is Apple's assistant. But one little problem we're going to have here in Australia is that Bixby won't be ready for the local launch. And the reason for that is because the, the, uh, the platform can't really ex- understand our broad Australian accents. It's going to be ready for the US market and also for the Korean market, but there's still some tweaks to be made for it to understand our broader Australian accent. So don't expect to be waiting months for that, perhaps a few weeks, I'm, I'm hoping anyway. So what will happen is there'll be an update and all of a sudden Bixby will understand our Aussie accents. It's going to be available at launch, as I said, for in the US and South Korean markets Australia is, is in line for those release windows, but unfortunately, Bixby won't be quite ready, won't be done in time for that local launch. Everything else, though, will be. We're excited to get our hands on the device soon, and we'll have a full review for you uh, in the coming weeks. But unfortunately, Bixby won't be part of that review because it won't be working 100%. It won't be able to understand our voices as clearly as it can our American and South Korean counterparts. Unless you want to put on an accent, if you want to put on a U.S. accent, put on your best Yankee accent. Or if you know a South Korean accent, maybe give that a whirl as well. But otherwise, uh, we're going to have to wait for that update for it to understand our Australian accents If you want to read more about those stories, you can find them at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide.
0: Keeping you updated and educated.
1: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. We've already had a bit of a bank flavour to the podcast so far, and we're going to continue that with this other story uh, that comes from the ANZ Bank and their, their new app that is about to be updated, updated with Voice Biometrics. Now it is security is a big issue we spoke a moment ago about iris scanners on your on your Samsung S8 to to approve a transaction well your voice is also a way for you to uh, to you for you to be identified as you now fingerprint is what many perceive to be the one true distinguishing identifier because no two fingerprints are alike so my fingerprint will be different to your fingerprint and so on but apparently voice biometrics has the same kind of distinction now your voice has 5 to 10 times as many security points than other methods like your fingerprint so it is it is just as distinguishing your voice as your fingerprint So what ANZ is going to do is allow your voice biometrics to be used with its mobile app. Now, at present, any ANZ customer will know this. If you're trying to transfer more than $1,000 through the ANZ mobile app, you you can't do that through the app at the moment. You need to go to your internet banking, so to a, a browse to your computer, or you need to go into a branch. Now, what's going to happen with the rollout of this updated app is that you will now be able to make that transaction only on approval using your voice. So it'll it'll ask for you to say something and it will know that it's you just by your distinguishing features of your voice and the transaction will go through. Now, a lot of people are wondering, well, that doesn't seem a secure way for this transaction to be approved. Well, there are the smarts involved can even distinguish whether it's listening, whether the app is hearing a recorded voice or your actual voice. So a lot of people have said, well, what about if someone holds a gun to your head and gets you to record your voice and then tries to steal all your money? Well, as unlikely as that to to happen, even if it did, just playing a recorded file for the app, it will not approve it. It will know that it's listening to a recording rather than your live voice through the app. Another person asked the question, what about if I've got a cold or I've got the sniffles? Well, I I still think there are still enough distinguishing parts to your voice for it to be approved. That I don't know. We'll have to test that out. Worst case scenarios, you've got to go to your internet banking or go into a branch for that particular transaction if it is cold and flu season. But I still think, and I will check this with ANZ, that it, there, will, uh, there will still be enough distinguishing points to your voice for it to go through and work. If you want to find out more about that, the ANZ new voice-approved apps and when they're going to be available, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, Kogan has been uh, one of these major players, online, uh, online store, online electronic sales, and it can offer some amazing deals, amazing value, amazing bargains for the fact that it is an online store. There, there are no storefronts, no uh, floor staff to employ. It is direct from the factory to the customer, and that by cutting out those middle layers... Uh, are the reasons why that you are getting a cheaper price on a product and in this case we're talking about a television Kogan has just unveiled its new 65-inch curved 4K TV which is now available for pre-order Now this television has a is a 4K so 65 inches And it's priced at $1,199 if you pre-order that TV. If you wait until after late May when it is uh, expected to be shipped, you may pay slightly more. But that TV, people ask the question, is the TV any good? Is the picture quality any good? Well, Well, here's a fact that you'll be glad to hear is that the TV actually has a Samsung screen on board. So you're looking at a Samsung panel, Samsung, one of the only companies that still make curved TVs, and you are going to get a Samsung screen with the Kogan television. Now, that's not to say you've got all the Samsung technology behind that screen to make the picture quality as it is, but uh, it is encouraging if you're paying that sort of price that there is a pretty high quality screen behind it. Now, Kogan uses its own technology to provide the picture quality and, and the all all the other smarts that go with it to improve the the whole experience and clarity and contrast and everything that goes with it. But uh, for that price, $1,199, it's not too bad a deal. Now, you remember this is 4K screen, so you can enjoy all that 4K content. Uh, We haven't tested this TV, so whether it's got the upscaling capabilities of a regular television or or, or a a big brand TV, we don't know. But watching native 4K content on this screen, things like 4K Blu-ray discs, 4K content on Netflix, uh, and other things, even 4K content you may have created yourself with your cameras or even your phones can shoot 4K video, that will look remarkable on that display, which has a resolution of 3840 by 2160. That price again, $1,199. Uh, it's got four HDMI ports. It's even got a PVR function where you can attach an external hard drive and then record programs, pause and rewind live TV. So it's got those that capability as well. Uh, four HDMI ports, as I mentioned, USB port as well, uh, and all that for $1,199. If you want to check out the pictures of that TV and where you can pre-order it, you can do that, techguide.com.au.
0: Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
1: The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. While public Wi-Fi at airports, hotels and cafes is convenient, it's not always safe. Did you know that accessing the web using public Wi-Fi can expose your most sensitive information like passwords, photos and credit card details to hackers and identity thieves? Norton Wi-Fi Privacy helps encrypt your information when you're online, so it can't be seen by prying eyes. So whether you're worried about hackers stealing your passwords or companies tracking your online activity, keep your personal information protected with the new Norton Wi-Fi Privacy app. It's available for iOS and Android devices also now available for Windows and Mac laptop computers as well. To learn more, visit au.norton.com or search for Norton Wi-Fi Privacy on the App Store or Google Play Store.
0: Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide.
1: To kick off our reviews this week, we're talking about the LG G6. Now, this was a device that was unveiled at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona in late February. And we we were in Barcelona to see this, and we finally got our hands on our own review unit. We've been using it for a little while now. And we found the device to be uh, one of the better Android devices we've used of late. Now, the, the distinguishing feature of the G6 is its large screen. It's managed to fit a large screen on a relatively small device, and it does that using a different shaped screen. It's got an 18 by 9 aspect ratio, almost two to one. So. The the screen is twice as tall as it is wide. So just to give you an idea of what that looks like, imagine a cinema screen turned on its side, and that's holding the phone in your hand. That's the shape you're going to get. So it's narrower, taller, so corner to corner, still 5.7 inches, uh, yet within a a chassis that would normally house a 5.3-inch screen. So you're getting a big screen without the big phone. And that's how it does it. And I think that's going to tick a few boxes for customers because we all want a big screen, but don't want to be bogged down with a big device. Now, this gives you the best of both worlds. Big screen, relatively small device, so you can enjoy all that content on the move, whether it's your videos, websites, documents, emails. There's more to see in a relatively small space. So more to see on on that bigger screen. So uh, better than a smaller space with a regular shaped and sized screen. The G6 with that 18 by 9 aspect ratio means it's that, that narrow shape means it's good enough to hold and use with one hand. That, I think, is an important feature for users as well, is that one-handed operation. Now, to fit in that large screen, now, you've got to remember, the whole, nearly the whole front of the phone is screen. To achieve that, LG has no home button. It was one of the first companies, you may recall, to move the home button to the back of the device. So home button and fingerprint reader on the back of the phone. They've been doing that for three or four years. They've had uh, but their home button on the back of the device. Well, that that that, uh, that decision has come home to roost with the G6 because it's allowed them to have this much larger screen. And the screen goes virtually to the top of the device all the way down just to, to the chin of the phone as well, down the bottom. And the bezels on either side are barely millimeters wide. So as I said... All you're seeing is screen. It's mostly screen on the front of the device. Uh, That is very helpful. The resolution, 2880 by 1440, that's quad HD resolution. And the screen uh, not only looks uh, bigger in a smaller space, but also has Dolby Vision HDR. So you can watch that content, Dolby Vision HDR content on the screen, and it looks incredible. The picture quality, the color difference, Contrast difference is remarkable. We, we watch some special content we downloaded on the phone that was Dolby Vision content, and it, uh, it blew us away. It was, looked fantastic. Now imagine the content you're going to be viewing in the future, things like Netflix on the go, YouTube on the go, all this other video content that's going to be HDR-compatible. And your phone, the G6, is going to reflect that. Is going to show that content in all its glory. It does look amazing. On the software side, uh, it, it's running Android 7.0, as well as it's got LG's got its own user interface on top of this as well. But it, it's not not too obtrusive, so that it's going to be. It feels like there's a lot of bloatware on board. It's actually quite slick uh, and, and pretty clean. Uh, One little thing, though, that that LG don't have on the phone is an app drawer. What By that I mean uh, there's usually an icon on the home page with lots of little dots, and you press that, and that takes you to the place where all your apps are stored. LG does not have that with the G6, so all the apps that you're running just take up more home screens, just as many screens as, as you've got. If you have a lot of apps, you can have a lot of home screens because it doesn't have an app drawer. If they did have an app drawer that would kind of put all the apps in their own little space, not taking up multiple screens for you to scroll through, multiple home screens for you to to scroll through. Not a deal breaker, but I think you should be aware of that. Uh, Just getting back to the design of the device, it is actually pretty thin as well as being narrow. It's only 7.9 millimeters thick. And uh, also has a dual lens camera. Let's talk about that now. It's got a 13 megapixel wide-angle lens and a 13 megapixel standard lens with optical image stabilization. So when you're taking photos, there are little uh, little icons on the screen that allow you to switch from the wide-angle lens to the regular lens, and you see the difference is is remarkable. If you're taking a, you want to take a more a closer shot, you hit the the, the wide the the zoom lens, the normal lens. If you want to take a wider shot then you hit the wide angle lens and it gives you a lot more space around your image that also applies to the front facing camera which is five megapixel in resolution so if you want to take a selfie and there's a few people with you then you can switch to the wide angle lens to fit more people in or you may want to fit some kind of landmark or tourist attraction behind you you can do that with that wide angle lens uh, as well so you get that on the front and on the back of the phone that helps. Uh, if you love taking photos, the quality of the camera on the G6 is excellent. Uh, Performance-wise, you've got a Qualcomm Snapdragon 821 processor. Now, th- it performed great, really fast, really slick. One thing, though, that chip, that chipset, the 821, is a generation behind what you're going to see in all the new devices coming out later this year. Starting with I think the samsung s eight and that uh, that's the snapdragon eight two five processor, so l g may be a step behind in terms of processor there, but look it's not a deal breaker. this is going to be still fast it's going to perform really well uh moving along to the battery, it's got a three thousand three hundred milliamp hour battery, and on a full charge for our testing, we went through an entire day and this is using it as our main phone so emails calls notifications, Wi-Fi turned on, everything happening. We went through an entire day and by the evening, we still had 40% in the tank, which is impressive. That could have taken us through to lunchtime the next day. Uh, So that's pretty good. So if you're worried about battery life, battery performance, it is powering a larger screen, don't forget, then the battery on the G6 is is really going to uh, deliver. Pricing. The LG G6 is available through Telstra on a plan. But it was announced this week that if you, it'll be available from April 13 to purchase outright. Now, the outright price is $1,199, which puts it squarely along the same pricing as the new S8, which will be out in a couple of weeks, and also in iPhone territory. So that's a pretty brave move on LG's part. They obviously consider their device to be premium, just as good as their competitors' devices. But whether customers respond to that in the marketplace is yet to be seen. It's only just been announced, so probably not too many sales uh, figures available yet. But it is in uh, pretty... Pretty good territory there amongst those top-tier players like Samsung and Apple. So we'll soon see whether the G6 can hold its own. I think it can. I think it's a really nice device, really smart. That big screen is terrific, uh, and it's not too big a device to carry around as well. So uh, if you want to see our review and all the images, and I've even compared it to the iPhone and other Samsung devices as well, just to to give you an idea of what sort of size the phone is and how it compares to devices with actually with smaller screens, uh, and and this the uh, the G6 having a larger screen. The smaller screen devices, would you believe, like the iPhone Plus Seven Plus for example, is larger than the G7 G6, despite the G6 having a larger screen. iPhone Seven Plus five point five inch, the G6 five point seven inch and the G6 is still a smaller device. Amazing. If you want to read our full review, you can check it out for yourself at techguide.com.au. Tech
0: Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick.
1: On to our next review, we're talking about some earphones here, and in particular, the Beats X Bluetooth earphones. Now, These are wireless earphones, slightly different to your regular earphones. These have a flex form neck band. So these are designed for all day wear. So if you're on the move, listening to music, on the go, making calls, receiving calls, listening to your tunes, this is the sort of earphones you want. Uh, Wireless convenience, of course, Bluetooth, and they can sit around your neck and the earpieces actually can, can just stick together magnetically so they're not waving around. When you're not using them, when they're not in your ears, they can just stick together magnetically so they're held in place. They're not swinging wildly around or taking an eye out if you've got to run for the bus or whatever you need to do. So uh, that's, that's an added bit of convenience right there. Uh, they've got the Apple W1 chip on board, so they're really easy to pair with your iPhone. And once you've done that, it'll be pairable with all your iCloud devices as well. Uh, so you can compare them instantly with those other products too. Now the, uh, the on the comfort side, I found that the earpieces needed the wing tips for them to sit in my ears more securely. There are several silicon wing tips on board, so you can find your own fit. Uh, they are pretty comfortable. You got to remember they've got cables. If, if the ne- the flex band on your neck isn't isn't uh, sitting right the cable, if you turn your head a certain direction, the cable could actually tug, uh, get caught in your clothes or your collar and maybe pull it out of your ear. So I found having the wing wingtips uh, gave us a bit of more of a secure fit. But that might not be the case for you. You might find that the silicon tips, and I think there's three different sizes, they may be just okay for you to use as well. Now, how do they sound? On the audio side, I think the Beats X have got. They've found a nice balance. Beats in the past used to be really bass heavy. And I think it's only since Apple bought the company. Yes, Apple owns Beats. I think since Apple bought the company, I think they've told their Beats audio engineers that, you know, we need to tone the bass down a bit so that it appeals to a broader range of customers. Beats trended towards the younger users because of that heavy bass sort of street cred kind of image that it had, I think uh, Be- Beats now has a more middle-of-the-road sound that would compete with your Bose and your Sonys of the world. So it does find that right balance. So no overpowering bass that was a trademark of the old Beats brand, but rather you've got a nice balanced sound, nice clarity, nice, nice touch of bass in there as well. On the battery side, I think the battery is probably one of the best features, one of the best uh, of the product, and you're getting eight hours of battery life. Now, the reason for that is if you look on the neckband, the flex neck neckband, there are two little modules that sit on the band, and they are the batteries for the earphones. Without those modules, the battery would have been located in the earpieces themselves. So, what that means is that you can, to have a decent sized battery, you need decent sized earpieces. So, that adds a bit of bulk to the actual earpieces themselves, uh, and and they can't match the size of the Beats X, so that the battery performance would only run three to four hours. In the Beats X situation with the, the batteries on the module, uh, on the modules on the neckband, you're getting eight hours of battery. And that that's a, that's literally an all-day listening experience. You're, you're on music, you're listening to making calls, receiving calls, doing your stuff. Uh, eight hours of battery life. The other good feature with the battery is that, as we often do with Bluetooth speakers, we sometimes forget to charge them. How many times has anyone with a pair of Bluetooth speakers, you can back me up on this, you've forgotten to charge them the night before, you want to go out on a run, no battery charge, or you want to go to the gym, or you want to do something, no battery, no power in in the product. With the Beats X, they do have a new feature called Fast Fuel. And all you need to do is connect the lightning cable to the battery charger. And after just five minutes, you're going to have two hours of listening time, which is a terrific feature. So if you're on a commute or you need to go to the gym or want to go for a run, five minutes of charging time. Two hours of listening time, which is terrific fast-charging feature. The Beats X earphones are available in white, black, blue, and grey, priced at one hundred and ninety nine ninety five. And if you want to check them out for yourself, you can do that, techguide.com.au. Now, we all need backups. If you've got a computer, uh, any a desktop computer, a laptop computer you do need to back those devices up. Back up your files, back up your documents, back up, back up, back up. I can't say it often enough, because if something goes wrong with your computer, you may lose everything. So if you have an external storage, an external backup, then you're safe if something does go wrong. Now, one thing that external hard drives are not is colourful. It's pretty bland world out there when it comes to external hard drives, but WD, that's Western Digital, has come up with the My Passport range in a range of different colours. So there's up to there's six colours: black, blue, red, white, orange, and yellow. So rather than having a boring same colour drive for everyone, you can pick and choose and choose a colour that will suit your favourite. It might be your favourite colour, or might suit your other devices you're going to be connecting it with your clothing, whatever you want to do. But you can add now a touch of colour. To that backup experience. Now, of course, they are portable. The My Passport drives are just 11 centimeters long, 8.1 centimeters wide. And are pretty light, so they're about the size of a slightly larger than a deck of cards. So really easy to carry around, and of course they're reliable. Can back up all your documents, all your data, everything you hold, uh, you hold that you hold dear to yourself. Your, your all your memories are in safe hands with the My Passport. The capacities are one terabyte, uh, two terabytes, and four terabytes. Starting from $99 for the one terabyte, moving all the way up to $229 for the four terabyte as well. Now, apart from uh, straight out of the box, this is going to work with your Windows or Mac computer. Uh, There are there is additional software on board that allows things like automatic backup. So if you want to set a time and a frequency for when you want your stuff backed up. It does, uh, the WD software on board, this drive allows you to do that. Uh, there's also a really important security feature on board as well, because in the event that you say you might leave this or lose the drive, leave it behind somewhere, you can add a security password so that everything on board is secured with a passport, so for your eyes only. But in the event if someone finds it and they, they connect it, and in the, passport, in the password field, they'll see your personalized details, so your home address, your phone number, so they can contact you and get the drive back to you where it belongs. Really important that we have these sorts of drives in our lives because we do need to back up our stuff. It was, I think, World Backup Day a couple of weeks ago, and that was a day for us to remember that we do need backups. They are so important. If you haven't backed up your computer, if you're using a computer without an external hard drive uh, that's backing it up, then you're doing it wrong. Go out today and buy a hard drive, maybe even the WD My Passport drive, if you do want a touch of colour to the experience. If you want to find out more about that and check out the pictures, you can do that, techguide.com.au.
0: Keeping you updated and educated.
1: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, we live in a world where our devices are connected and they've become an indispensable tool in our lives. Introducing the Netgear Nighthawk X10 Smart Wi-Fi Router. It's built using the latest in Wi-Fi technology. The X10 allows users to get faster Wi-Fi speeds on multiple devices simultaneously and is perfect for 4K streaming, VR and super fast ...data transfers... The X10 features the latest 11AC and 11AD network technology allowing users to wirelessly transfer data at 4.6 gigabits per second. This means your 4K video will take seconds, not minutes, to transfer. The Nighthawk X10 smart Wi-Fi router is also built to meet the needs of today's connected home, from connected deadbolts, smart lights or Arlo Wi-Fi cameras. The four powered active antennas reduce interference and intelligently direct Wi-Fi across large distances. The X10 is also the first router with the Plex media server built in. Plex organises all of your video, music and photo collections and gives you instant access to your content using an always-on router. Wirelessly stream 4K video to any device, jitter-free for the ultimate family movie night. The Netgear Nighthawk X10 smart router contains a quad-core processor for unparalleled speed and power to keep up with your fast-paced lifestyle. For more information, visit netgear.com net nighthawk X10 the world's fastest Wi-Fi router tech guide.
0: Now, answering all your tech questions the tech guide Help Desk.
1: Our tech Guide help desk for this week is uh, comes from a reader who emailed me asking they've got an older computer and want to transfer stuff from the old computer to their new computer. But the old computer keeps closing down, keeps blinking out, keeps doing something so that the process is always interrupted and has to be started again. Now that's really, really frustrating, and they asked what what can they do to uh, either overcome the problem or find out a better way to transfer that stuff So as you know, when you get a new computer, you want to move all your old stuff to the new computer, all your favorite documents. Everything you need, all your emails, all of that. And one way of doing it, and this is what I suggested, this is a really easy way to set up your to the, the new computer, is to put all of your stuff in a cloud storage area. So things like put it in iCloud or Google Drive or Dropbox so that from the old computer, which is still connected to the internet, you can just upload all your stuff, maybe your photo library, your music collection, your documents, all those important things. And then when you've got the new computer logged in, you can log into that same account and then download what you want to the computer. Now in terms of setting up things like emails it's just a matter of just typing in your name your password all the things you need to to set up your mailbox and that will just go back to the server and populate your whole inbox so there's no real need to store manually store a mailbox because once you connect the that to another to the server from another computer it'll go back and all the emails that are still on the server will then be in your inbox as well so no real need to save the inbox, because once you connect, that whole inbox is going to populate with whatever's on the server. So uh, that, I think, is the best solution. In this case, put all your stuff in, in the cloud, and then it'll allow you to not only put it on your new computer, but any other mobile device you got. You might have a, a tablet, uh, and that'll allow you to access some content on the move from there as well. So that's something to keep in mind, and all those those cloud services like iCloud, uh, Google Drive, and even OneDrive from Microsoft. You've got so many of them, Dropbox. I've written about every one of them. And if you want to do read more, you can check out my stories at techguide.com.au. And that is the end of our show for this week, How Time Flies. You can read about everything we've talked about, though, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with us, feel free. Email us, info at techguide.com.au. We want to give a special shout out to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that's going to keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. But until then, as we always say, stay safe and stay connected.